my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps. My co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrid. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, last week you felt it necessary to stitch me up with your pick of BMX Bandits, and I could have <laughs> retaliated. I could could have scooped to that level, but you know what, Chris? I decided not to, and I thought I'd show you the time of your life. <laughs> you know, Nobody put Dave in the corner, <laughs> Chris. What are we going to review this week? We are reviewing, Dave, a movie from 1987, starring myself as um, the, the lead character, Johnny. I'm baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you listen to Glyn, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, my face morphing does work, Dave. Somebody who I've been renowned as being, you know, having a bit of resemblance to. Um, we'll get into that again. <laughs> but this one, Dave, is the absolute cult classic Dirty Dancing. Now, Chris, what are your kind of memories of this one? I, you know what, Dave? I've got massive memories of this one. So so when we used to be kids, like my old man, even though my mum and dad became travel agents and that, my dad petrified of flying. And we used to go, like, religiously to Spain. But my dad, I mean, he hated it, Dave. Like, we went, 85, we went to Blanis. Because never forget it, because United beat Everton in the FA Cup final. My dad come back levered. It was the first time I'd ever seen him levered. I was about seven. And my dad, honestly, he's petrified of flying. He had to have a flying course in the sort of like uh, the late 90s. Uh, no, early 2000s to fear the flying. Because he used to, we used to ride to Spain. We used to get on a coach at Manchester Charlton Street and ride for 36 hours on a coach to Benidorm, which is the it's the Costa Blanca, so it's not the top of Spain. It's sort of it's sort of like halfway down past Valencia. And we'd get on the ferry with all that. And then what you'd have is you'd have a loop of videos they'd have to play. Now, if there was kids on, which we were, they'd have to put on certain things. So he'd always have like fools and horses on. Greece, I've seen Greece, I don't know how many times on this coach's day. We used to go like twice a year on a coach and it was horrendous there and back. And they always had Dirty Dancing. Never seen it before, but genuinely, I have probably, and, and it's Sam's favourite film. This and Greece are one of two of her favourite films ever. And I've probably seen this over a hundred times, Dave. And I'll be honest with you, I fucking love it, Dave. So I have like absolute memories of this. I've seen it so many times, the music, everything. Yeah, it, it's a, a proper family classic for me. And, and especially with Sam, absolutely loves it. So it, I can't get away. And when I told her we were watching it, I said to her, Close your eyes, we're going to watch a film. She's like, it's not one of them shit films you're reviewing. I'm not watching a martial arts film for fucking the VHS and that. I'm like, no. I went, just put it on. And I said, you've never seen it before. And as soon as the music comes on, she's like, oh, well, I'll have some of that. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it, absolute classic in my family, Dave. So what about yourself? Yeah, so, I mean, I think like a lot of mums at the time, my mum absolutely fucking loved this movie. So we had it out from the, the video shop and obviously uh, <clears throat> got, got, got a copy of it. And uh, it was just played over and over again. And my mum was just swooning over Patrick Swayze. So... 
I think I, I I remember it just being on a lot of the time and I missed a lot of the subtleties, a lot of the nuance to it all. But, you know, the music was so great. So as a kid, you're picking up more on the music, more on the dancing and stuff, but, you know, not really getting the whole unwanted pregnancy sort of themes and, and you know, the uh, sort of cultural differences that, that are hinted at throughout the movie. But, I mean, I must admit, I've watched this one not not like every year or anything, but I, I, this isn't one that I've just shelved since the 80s. I've watched this one quite a few times. I've watched this one last year as well. And uh, Chris, it, it, this one ages particularly well, I think. And, uh, yeah. you know, again, because it's set in the 50s. Like, oh, oh, no, it's early 60s, isn't it? It's got a bit of a 50s feel, but I think it's that crossover between, you know, that 50s culture and a bit of a 60s culture, isn't, isn't it? So... And I liked, again, I didn't really appreciate the mixture between the 50s music and the more contemporary, at the time, 80s music. But as soon as we said we were going to do this one, I was just like, right, I haven't got time to to watch it straight away. But I was like, right, Spotify, Dirty Dancing soundtrack, get on there. (laughs) It's just those two tracks, Chris. So for me, Hungry Eyes and The Time of My Life, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. It can just come on and you just feel great. And uh, yeah, I absolutely love this one as a, as, as a kid. But then I think, you know, it, it still ages really well. Yeah, I think it does. And, and also, Dave, I mean, 5 million budget, it made 215 million worldwide. And it was the first ever movie to sell over a million copies on VHS, Dave. So, you know what? unbelievable. So I ended up on a bit of a, a YouTube rabbit hole where I was just watching loads of little documentaries. And it was really sad, to be honest, because, it, you know, it had some interviews from Patrick Swayze. He had pa- pa- pancreas, easy for me to say, pancreatic cancer. And so he was fighting that and he, he'd survived a lot longer than, you know, the, the medical professionals said he would do, but it's still really sad because he was taken way before his time. But one of the things I picked up, so the when it, when it was made, the producers had no fucking faith in it whatsoever and considered burning a lot of it. You know, apparently this one executive suggested they burn it all and claim on the insurance. So they get at least some money back for it. <laughs> And not only that, you know, the one, the most iconic line probably in the whole, uh, in the whole movie is "No one puts baby in the corner." And the writer was kind of, she was talking about it, and she was like lukewarm on it. She was like, "Yeah, it was, it was all right, you know," but I, I wasn't particularly kind of married to it. And the fact that when it's shot, she isn't in the corner at all. She's at the side of the room, isn't she? So, so it doesn't actually make any sense. But if you mention to anyone who's seen this movie, that that is the line that you get quoted the most, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. And Dave, I just want to pull you up slightly on a couple of the songs you've picked out, but one of my personal favourites, there's a few in this movie, She's Like the Wind, Dave, sung by myself, Patrick Swayze. Uh, you know, it's a classic tune. And, and obviously you're right, the blend of 60s music, uh, late 50s, 60s, and then the 80s, there's loads of splatterings of it. But yeah, this was a, that song was originally for a different movie altogether. 
I think it's Grand View, USA. I've never even heard of it. Jamie Lee Curtis, but he got rejected. And Swayze just played it for the producers. And they were like, yeah, we love it. Let's go for it. I've even seen Patrick Swayze performance on top of the pops, Dave. So um, yeah, it's a classic tune. He was miming, by the way, at the time. But he's definitely him singing. So yeah, I have nice. a lot of respect for Mr. Swayze. So I'm going to uh, be talking about uh, him in this, definitely. Nice, nice. Well, Chris, should we get into our trailer? Let's go. shows him all he can be. You gotta stop it now. I know what I'm doing, Penny. I'm scared of everything. Most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. What they learn from each other feels too good to be wrong. Dirty Dancing. Starring Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, and Cynthia Rhodes. Get ready for the time of your life. Now, it is the summer of 1963, and Frances Houseman, also known as Baby, is vacationing with her parents and older sister Lisa. And exploring one night, Baby observes Max instructing the waiters, all Ivy League students, to romance the guest's daughters, no matter how unattractive they are. Even the dogs, he says. <laughs> yeah, charming. <laughs> she also sees Max demeaning the working-class entertainment staff, including Johnny Castle, one of the resort's dance instructors. Now, Baby's attracted to Johnny and dances briefly with him after his cousin Billy takes her to one of the staff's secret dirty dancing parties. Now, Chris, what do you make to the opening? Class, Dave. I think what what's funny is watching it this time, and I've seen it so many times, but it's the fact that they're just going to a fucking glorified butlins, aren't they, really? So they go, it is butlins. <laughs> but Johnny comes strutting in with the leather jacket, the big super quiff, looking, you know, sexy as ever, proper slick. And I don't know what it is, Dave. I always had a thing for... Jennifer Grey. I did in Ferris Bueller. She was proper feisty. In that. I know she's had a nose job and stuff like that now. And But I thought there's an attractiveness to her, if that makes sense. you know. And I still think she's really pretty girl. I know now she looks fuck all like what she did then. She's, she's basically just looks like she's had so much plastic surgery. It's untrue. But as a young girl, I think she was very attractive. And 
it's like the innocence of her with her family. I must admit, I've always hated her sister. So Lisa always pissed me off, especially that stupid Hawaii song she sings later on. Fucking heard it again this time. I was like, oh, fuck off and get off there. It's so bad, isn't it? I know that's what it Nails down a chalkboard. And I know it's supposed to be that, so she's doing the right thing, but it fucking annoys me. But yeah. Starts off great, makes me laugh like Johnny comes in there with the whole band on it together. And and what I would say, Dave, I watched an amazing documentary of Patrick Swayze about a month ago, and it's available on Sky Documentaries, but I think it, I, think, I don't know if it's an American documentary, and it's two hours long, and I tell you what, it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. It, it's unbelievable, Patrick Swayze. It follows his life, how his mum was a dance instructor, and he always had this stigma of he was a dancer, ballet thing. So what he did, Dave, he did all the jock stuff. He was a he was a cowboy yeah. who lived on a farm. He used to get into fights. His brother says it, because his brother, I think I've mentioned this when we did Roadhouse, but his brother's the guy who feels the woman's boobs and he's laughing and he's going, why are you laughing? He goes, I've got no money. And it starts that brawl <laughs> in Roadhouse. But yeah. he talks about him saying like he was one of the toughest guys you'd ever met. Nobody would dare, like the captain of the football team. And it showed him with his wife. And Ali had a lot of struggles with alcohol as he got older. But his fitness and that, and what I love is the fact that Tom Cruise used him as a yardstick for... Um, point break and once he did that that uh, skydiving because his brother was a skydiver Dave he was in the team that's why he kept saying to him come and do skydiving and once he got point break he thought I've got to do it and he went I want to do my stunts and all that so I think I have so much respect for him as a person and just watching what he went through for Dirty Dancing and him and Jennifer Grey fucking hated each other on the production I think they made it up afterwards but at the time he hated her Patrick Swayze and she hated him so um, I think more because she wasn't a dancer and he was and it was that Almost the frustration we see on the screen with them both was something that that transpired into real life when they were making this. So yeah, I find it so amazing that I just think he's such a, a fascinating character. You know, God rest his soul. And he didn't do. I mean, he must have done some turkeys as well, mustn't he? But I was just trying to think. Then, you know, has anyone done? You know, so few movies, few recognizable movies, but you know, not many just average films. You know, most actors have been in, you know, they'll be in so many really great movies, but then they'll have a few turkeys as well. But if you think about it, Swayze with with Dirty Dancing, Ghost, Roadhouse you mentioned there, Point Break. I mean, fucking hell. Talk about iconic, you know, movies from the, the late 80s. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's done all right there, hasn't he? And like I say, I mean, what a fucking body on him in in this one. I do think it's a bit. <laughs> well, I guess it's a, just typically eighties, isn't it? I think Jennifer Grey is a little bit older, and I got the impression that th- she hated him in because uh, they'd filmed Red Dawn together, yeah, and she couldn't stand him, so he had to convince her to do the movie. But during the filming when they're doing a lot of the the dance sequences and stuff, that was her genuinely fucking up. (laughs) You know, so like when he, when he tickles her, when he brings her arm and sort of brushes it down the side, inside of her, um, inside of her arm and she starts giggling. That, that was Jennifer Grey just giggling. She wasn't supposed to do that. And then the directors decided to keep a load of that stuff in there. So I think she did have this, just natural charm about her 
And, you know, I saw an interview with Swayze and he was saying that, you know, he was getting pretty frustrated, you know, and a lot of the frustrations that you see on camera, again, that was Patrick Swayze, you know, that wasn't Johnny. So, um, so yeah, I, th- I think throughout the movie, it got better. And apparently, you know, a lot of the, the teaching to dance like did happen on camera as well and obviously through through the practices and and what have you but you know he genuinely taught her to dance but the tragic thing is chris she obviously had a a massive you know um psychological issue with with herself just her own self-esteem she's had a lot of plastic surgery i don't i don't think you know she still looks really pretty but she just looks like a completely different person I can't recognize her from that Jennifer Grey that, that I saw before. And she also, she didn't want to dance for years and years. She wouldn't dance because she was so conscious about it. And because as well, it probably doesn't help that you're in this massively iconic movie. You know, it's not like us if we uh, get up at a wedding and throw some shapes. You know? I've seen you, Dave. I've seen you. <laughs> I'm not very good. I, mean, I do the old two-step, but I've seen the pointy fingers, Mr. Horrocks, in the last year or so, Dave. Oh, you've got, you've got to do the, you've got to do the double-fingered uh, David Brent on the dance floor. <laughs> it's amazing. That, that was amazing. But, um, yeah, so I think there's so many things that are almost accidental with this movie. I, I think it's just the way it comes together. It's just a perfect storm. Yeah. But it is a bit odd, isn't it? That this, this is where I started this little tangent, Chris. But she's basically supposed to be playing like a 16-year-old girl, isn't she? Swayze's about fucking 30 in this. <laughs> 34 in real life when he filmed this, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, ooh, the old romantic story, 16-year-old girl meets 34-year-old bloke. Yeah. <laughs> Always happens, Dave. Yeah, I think most of the time they end up locked up, don't they, or running away together or something. But yeah, um, yeah, you can you can sort sort of empathise with the dad a little bit, can't you? Yeah, yeah. you're not for my daughter. Yeah, but I think when we see these first dance stuff and that, it's proper sexy, Dave. And and you know what? I kept thinking and watching it, right? And I'm watching the first couple as baby comes in and she's got the big watermelons with that guy with Jake, and she's there, and there's a couple there, proper going for it. She's like bent right back in like a yoga pose. He's there on his knees squatting and he's there. I'm thinking, fuck me. Them two are about 70 now, these two, but they probably won't be able to do that. I don't know why. It's just come in my head and I'm like, these are all (laughs) fucking geriatrics, but of its time, it's a classic and and it's proper sexy, all the moves. The blonde girl who... um, Penny, isn't it? She's the one who has the baby yeah. and that. She, oh, God, she loses the baby. She's really sexy. And it all alludes to that Johnny and her are together. Baby's there. The one thing I noticed this time was, though, it moves pretty quick for baby being accepted into the group. I've never noticed that. You know, the way they just start dancing her all of a sudden and teaching her. I always thought there was a little bit of a backstory before that, but literally within about 15 minutes of the movie, She's with Johnny learning to dance, isn't she, and stuff. So I, yeah. I didn't – it doesn't matter because the film's like – I think it's about an hour and 40, the movie, but it was just I, – I don't know why I didn't correlate that in its in its timeline. But, yeah, it genuinely moves really, really fast, to be honest. And But I don't think that's at the detriment of the movie. I think it tells a great story. And you're saying about Patrick Swayze, I mentioned it's a roadhouse, but there's a great movie we'll have to do at some point called Next to Kin with Liam Neeson and that where they're all hillbillies. 
cops, I think they are. And he, he's a, a copper Patrick Swayze in it. And it's really good day. Proper violent type movie. I think that was done after or maybe just before Roadhouse, but very of its time. And it was something that I used to rent a lot from the VHS. I always love watching that, but I haven't seen it for years. It might be terrible now. Yeah, I think it, I think it's interesting with some of these movies that we watch because nothing lulls in this story at all, does it? I mean, pretty quickly, it, it runs just under two hours, and pretty quickly they're they're in there with the dance montages and stuff. So at no point does does it feel like it's lulling to me, and I guess it's just one of those. Perhaps we've just been watching so many TV series where it's a bit more decompressed. You know, you go through a, a few episodes of Will They, Won't They, you know, and then I guess we, we just race right to the the point where, you know, Baby gets in the group. Johnny doesn't want her there, understandably. They're not supposed to be there, but she did carry a watermelon, yeah. as she said. <laughs> and um, then it's like, all oh, right, okay, let's let's just have her in then. And then she's got this kind of naivety, hasn't she? You know, that that comes with youth, I guess. You know, she wanted to go off and work. Was it for the Peace Corps or something like that? That was, you know, this was going to be a vacation before she went off and done that. So, you know, she's got that fresh, wide-eyed perspective on life where anything's kind of possible. And it seems that Penny's got this, uh, you know, according to the cousin, it's like this uh, respectable MD uh, who can perform this abortion for her, but, you know, she wouldn't be able to do the dance. And then so, you know, baby comes up with this idea, well, just train me and what have you. And, and it's it felt a bit like a, a, a play to me, <laughs> you know, like a stage play or something like that, the way that scene kind of went. Because Johnny's like, look, she can't even do the merengue, you know, and it just, all right, okay, we'll go and do it then. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit unbelievable, but fuck it. Yeah, I was say, it's still amazing. <laughs> I agree. It is a little bit unbelievable, but I think as well, the cinematography is great. I think, I think, you know, they've got a load of the old vehicles, the late 50s vehicles in there, really good. Her dad plays a good part as well. And I think when she has to go and get her dad, and this is after they've gone and done this dance together, even Johnny, aren't they, because they've got an engagement, and, and he holds it together with her. There is a chemistry, Dave, on screen, and she does look really sexy there when she's dancing with him and stuff. She's really attractive, I think, when she's, the way she's done up. And she gets her dad then, doesn't she? And, he obviously is absolutely against Johnny and all these people because they're sort of seen as like fucking beaten extremists, aren't they? They're not um, stable people. He's a doctor. Yeah, it's it's that whole class thing, isn't it? Because you know he's a doctor. He's from the uh, the right side of the tracks. You know, baby's like the first. You know, she's the special one, isn't she? She's the special daughter. And the other one seems to get a bit more of the short end of the stick. But all the entertainment staff, they're like the, the scumbags, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they? They're not anywhere near kind of uh, where he would want someone, you know, to be with his daughter. But also, you know, he thinks Johnny's knocked up Penny as well. So after the whole bodged abortion, you know, uh, which which the dad had paid for, hadn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, and... and Basically, he just thinks, or he recognizes again this 34 year old bloke is trying to nail his 16 year old daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> he might have an issue. Just, 
Which is why I can't think why he'd have an issue with that. No, not not when his daughter was zero and Johnny was eighteen when she was born, Dave. That might be a, there could be a slight problem there with that. But but I, I tell you what, Dave, looking at it now, Mrs. Pressman, good old Vivian Pressman, the one who wants to sleep with Johnny, and she has a bit with Robbie. Um, yeah, Dave, probably about our age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's say no more on that. But anyway. Um, so, so I, I love that though. So sorry when when she when baby asks Johnny. So it's so obviously they get they get quite romantic, and it is it is very. I'm not a soppy bugger, Chris, but it is heartwarming, isn't it? Yeah, you know the the way when they do get together. But I love the bit where she's like, "Have you been with many women?" And then he just gets up and he's like, "Look, they just keep putting diamonds in my pockets." And yeah. you know, I was like, "You protested a bit too much there, mate." Yeah, he did. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, one of the iconic scenes is that one in the river. And and the lake, sorry. And I said to Sam, I said, I know I've read loads of things how cold it was. And obviously you can tell by Jennifer Grey, it is cold, Dave, wink, wink. But (laughs) they were really in a lot of bad way, I think, filming that. Because it's going like really, it's gone like dusk when they're still in it. And I said to Sam, I said, it doesn't matter how hot it's been, anywhere you're in a lake like that, it must have been absolutely freezing. I'm sure I, I saw a quote from us. It was something like, I did wonder to myself if you could die from exploding nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really uncomfortable to, to see. But, you know, she had a fear of that lift as well. And, and so I think that's why they ended up in the water in the first place. But uh, now, again, just one of these these little things that add that extra little layer you know, if uh, how the movie was made. Yeah, and, and I think more, and I agree with that, but I totally agree with you, Dave, because, you know, it is good when we do good cop, bad cop, I think, isn't it, where we absolutely shit on a movie a la BMX Bandits, Dave. You still don't forgive me for the <laughs> review score of that, do you, but Hill Valley. But I think with this, when you try, if you take a step back and logically think, well, how long were they actually on this site, the parents? Was it, was it a a three-week holiday, a four-week holiday in America. They usually don't go away for more than about a week. But she, in a week, just say it's a week or 10 days, she's learned how to dance. She's fallen in love. It's a proper coming-of-age movie, really, Dirty Dancing, isn't it, Dave? And, and yeah, yeah. It, 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 there's a lot of stuff here logically doesn't work. Now, I know like when it first came out, it wasn't reviewed tremendously, Dave. It became more, a bit like when you would talk about different movies we've just, you, uh, review and you look at Rotten Tomatoes and like you say you're not a big fan of it and it got somewhat gets slated but then when you actually watch it you go you know what it's a fucking good movie that because you're listening to that consensus so I think I've always known this to be a dead strong movie from being a kid I know everyone most of the females in my family my sisters and all that they love this movie Dave and my, my cousins and that Sam does so I mean Jordan doesn't because she just loves United and Formula One which obviously football wise <laughs> is probably terrible at the moment but let's not talk about that but <laughs> I think it's an interesting, uh, I'd love to have been aware, socially aware of how it was received in 87, but I've never known anyone be negative on this movie. It's like Grease, Dave. It's just held its own all these years. And I, and I I can't say enough good things about it because I fully enjoyed it. And I, I'll be honest with you, Dave, I did used to spend, if it was raining and I was at school, I was like nine, 10 years old, which was junior three, which I think is about year six now, or year five, sorry. I did used to pretend to be sick to go home and watch Singing in the Rain with my mum, Dave. I'll be honest with you, I didn't mind a bit of Gene Kelly. And the segue for that is Gene Kelly actually was the dance teacher 
for um, the main guy who directed, uh, not directed, the guy who wrote it, Dave, and he was the dance choreographer. So the, the guy who's the dance choreographer is Patrick Swayze. So I, I love the odd musical here and there, Dave. A bit of uh, singing in the rain, make them laugh. I, I, I love that movie. So, yeah, I can't say anything. So when these come out, it's always like Grease. It's always the movies I've liked. But, oh, my mates be taking a piss going, I fucking hate doing that. We're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> fucking shit. Yeah, it's definitely a girls' movie. But really, I'm thinking, I really like it, but I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> 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 Or bicep curls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to be Johnny oh, I mean, Castle. Yeah, I want to dance. I want to dance. Watch, watch a bit of Rocky later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Johnny, did you say Frank Castle, the Punisher? Yeah, yeah, that's what I yeah. meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bit Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, a bit of Dolph, yeah, not, not Johnny Castle. But no, honestly, I always like movies like this. And, and it's even now as I get older, I love the violence and that. But if me and Sam want to watch a movie, Dave, and I'm happy to admit, so I don't care what abuse you get, I love just saying to her, just put a chick flick on. I love chick flicks, Dave. I am not someone who's scared of saying that. I don't care what anyone thinks. I am happy to go to the cinema and watch an absolute nonsense chick flick. You know, will they, won't they? Someone upsets the other. They all live happily ever after at the end. Little lump in my throat, Dave. I'm happy with that. I will watch them sort of movies all day long. So this, for me, is one of them sort of self-indulgent movies that I shouldn't like, but I absolutely love. Yeah, yeah. You know, I... And I do think it it's not timeless, but I think because it was shot in the 80s, set in the 60s, it doesn't date it quite as much. Yes. Um, even the, like I say, that time of my life, you know, they, so so they couldn't afford like any of the, the more well-known hits. You can get the older songs for a, a bit cheaper, but apparently they had a load of songs. So they'd done all the dance choreo- choreography and everything, but they didn't have a song to kind of finish it all off with. And so they had a bunch of cassette tapes, which were like candidates to use. And it was the very last cassette tape that they put on that ended up being, I've had the time of my life. Wow. And then it was like, now and the, and the producer, the director was saying, now we weren't sure. Is it just because it's the last one? <laughs> we were like, so fed up. It was like, oh yeah, that one will do. But it did genuinely feel like, you know, this this could be the one. And talk about iconic now. Oh, amazing. Uh, uh, the pictures, though, Dave, like you look at the pictures just for the movie, you put it in on Google, and there's so many iconic moments where she's like put her arm around Johnny, isn't she, and that, and the lifting up. You can't beat that. The actual VHS cover is them dancing where, like you said, where he's sort of tickling down her arm and stuff. And... Yeah, yeah. It's, but that's at the end, that bit as well. It's brilliant. I, it, it really is. And we even get Johnny throwing a few punches, Dave, don't they? You know, to uh, Robbie, he, he gives a few cracks out. Well, he's, he's a bit of a douchebag, Robbie, isn't he? Yeah. But, I mean, because he, he'd been... What, what do you reckon to the... Uh, sorry, jumping around a bit. But old Max, the bald old guy who owns the place, and his son was the slimiest little shit isn't he yeah. he's saying uh talking about how he's he's this uh desirable bachelor and telling baby that you know this other this other guy said uh to him to this girl oh, what has he got that i don't have and i said two hotels yeah. <laughs> you just want to fucking smack him yeah. don't you yeah you would you get up and but- go you prick you would what I couldn't get is when he's telling all of the hotel staff to romance the girls, doesn't matter how ugly they are, <laughs> you know, he says even the dogs. But then he, 
he's like saying to Johnny the exact opposite. He's like, keep your fucking hands off, you know? I, I don't get it. Yeah. Why would you tell a load of a load of blokes to romance the girls, but tell Johnny to keep his hands off? It, it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Johnny's had more fucking action than Chuck Norris, babe. I don't know. I would have thought so. He's fucking... As soon as them hips get gyrating, Dave, even I'm getting a stirring in the fucking loins, I'm telling you. (laughs) So God only knows what them women must have been going through. We're fucking Swayze giving it some. There's actually a movie, Dave, on this documentary. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. One of the first things he did was... Have you ever seen... It's a bit like Flashdance. It's like Saturday Night Fever, but he's a roller skater, Patrick Swayze. All right. It's I'd never seen it before. I've never even heard of it. But he basically is doing dirty dancing, but on roller skates. It's like the early eighties, Dave. And uh, yeah, he looks yeah. he looks top in it. He really, really does, Dave. He's probably got the tightest pair of jeans on you've ever seen. But <laughs> I think John Travolta gives him a run for his money. But yeah, it's a really strange one. And he said like he was never a skater. And he had to learn, but because of his dance background, he was just an absolute natural. So I don't even know what that movie's called, but yeah, really strange. So, so I think that's always followed him a bit like Patrick Swayze. Uh, Patrick Swayze, bloody hell. John Travolta. You know, he'll always be known for Grease, Saturday Night Fever, won't you, and all that sort of thing. So uh, even I think, fiction. I think Swayze, um, didn't Swayze, he replaced John Travolta right? in Grease, I think. Didn't he? On Broadway or something? Oh, did he? I'm sure I heard that. I think he did. I think he did. That's on the documentary, actually, Dave. Yes, I think you're right. Because, yeah, yeah, that's how he got the part for this and some of the other other stuff because of his uh, skills. But, yeah, you're right. Sorry about that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, definitely a tasty dish, Chris. Now, again, I I do think Robbie, you know, he he threw himself under the bus because the dad is, you know, ready there. He's giving Robbie a big bunch of cash isn't he saying you know good luck with your medical studies and what have you and then he says oh yeah thanks for helping me out with penny (laughs) which to me chris was a a little bit forced wasn't it yeah you know i I know you had to get him out but but the you would never say that would you no i wouldn't have thought no you wouldn't and I, i think like what you've said a minute ago is very true i think if you watch a movie that's set before its time, I think the age better. You know, like you look at The Godfather and things like that, Dave. Like The Godfather, mm-hmm. totally different movie, I know that. But it's set the first, well, the second one, actually, because I watched it in time order. But the, the second one's set in like 19, the beginning of the 19th century, coming uh, 20th century, sorry, coming into New York and all that. And he's in uh, Sicily and all this. And when you watch something that goes back in time, it's easier to... Um, accept it. If we watch this movie now mm-hmm. as something that had happened in 1987 when it was filmed of its time, it wouldn't have worked at all. That innocence of the late 50s, 60s, uh, it, not the innocence, but the way it's portrayed is a lot easier to um, resonate with, I think, for me. Because obviously, I know like Back to the Future is out mid 80s and it's a fantastic movie and it's still to this day, it ages so well. I, just, I cannot fault that, that series of films at all. But there's not many days that we've gone back on. E.T. was a good one, but I, I couldn't say, oh, it's still a great movie. I really struggle sometimes to go back to, especially the 80s stuff. But this mm-hmm. this is brilliant. This this just, it ticks all the boxes for me for just something you can sit there, sit, sit with Sam, watch a movie, have a drink, and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. No, I agree. And uh, I was trying to think if it was set in 87, what, what it'd be like, because... 
it is quite interesting. Like I say, it's almost going from that 50s culture where, I mean, this is like a big Jewish camp, isn't it? Um, you know, where they all, Jewish holiday camp yeah. that they all kind of go away for. And, uh, you know, even Max says, you know, people want a trip to Europe now. So, you know, air travel was becoming more uh, cheaper and accessible then. So you kind of see a bit of a dwindling of that kind of holiday culture. And, uh, you know, so it wouldn't quite be the same, you know, dancing to a bit of Human League in Depeche Mode, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you want me, baby? That would have been a good one, baby. (laughs) We'd have been all right with that. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, that, that end choreography... Uh, as well is just fantastic and again because Swayze he'd given up on his sports career hadn't he because he'd done his knee and uh, he had to do that jump off the stage so many times and again the one that we see was the last jump and and you know he'd already said look I've got one jump left in me so you you better get it on camera so um, it just comes together I mean the fact that all the dancers know all the choreography because this isn't really a musical is it even though music is so prevalent throughout the movie i don't think of it as a musical as such but when everyone's so, when johnny's kind of dancing towards baby who's on the stage and you've got all the other entertainment staff dancing you know the same moves behind him i just think it's brilliant chris and gotta say had a few goosebumps yeah Every time, every time. You always still think, is he going to drop her? Is he going to drop her? But yeah, the dance is brilliant. And it's almost a little bit of a, a Michael Jackson thriller homage as well, Dave, when, they, when they're going down the, the middle. I always think that. Yeah, I thought it was quite Michael Jackson thriller as well. Was, you know, when the it, it's that sideways, you know, he's sort of moving forwards, but facing sideways kind of yeah. thing, shaking the hips. Yeah, did look a bit Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's proper good, he's Swayze. But no... Overall, a great movie. And obviously, the dad ends up taking the money. He's going to give Robbie some... Why? I do not know. It's Jake, his dad's called. But why he's going to give Robbie some money because he's going to be like uh, some lawyer or whatever. And then he realises that Robbie's the one who got Penny pregnant. And then he sort of changes completely, doesn't he, with Johnny and shakes his hand and everyone goes off happy, Dave. So, no, I think it's a great movie. I love the end bit and the the credits roll really well because you've got that sort of huge effects aren't you in the background as the credits come on of the dancing and that so yeah honestly it's an absolute cult classic for me and and as it finishes you just left feeling so good i think yeah you know if you watch (laughs) i know know like different sorts of movies but you know you watch something like the reverend christ you just want to jump out the window (laughs) when you finish watching it don't you so whereas this one is a proper good feel-good movie and for me just never gets old um, never get sick of it, and uh, yeah, glad glad we went back and reviewed this one, even though it is a little bit different. You know, there's no martial arts in here, although I guess Swayze, you know, you could say there's a little bit of a connection there, but yeah, no, it's good to, to do something like this, bit of a musical style chick flick. Yeah, and the main thing is, Dave, as well, that it'll be my pick before it's yours next, which is even better. <laughs> so I've got a cracker lined up, but anyway. Back to this. (laughs) Shall we get into our review? Let's go.
No, we didn't decide who, who would go. <laughs> so, Chris, do you, do you want to go first? <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> I'll go first, Dave. So, I've absolutely cooed over this. I don't give a fuck what anybody says about this film to me or says what they think about me and you on this. It is a completely different movie to anything we review, really, Dave. But I absolutely loved it. I love Patrick Swayze. He's a fucking sexy, good-looking man. And I can say that in a heterosexual way, Dave. You know, there was a few stirrings when that hip was thrusting around, Dave. But, yeah, (laughs) perfect. I had a proper crush on Jennifer Grey. Really pretty girl. She plays that naive, sort of vulnerable innocent, um, protected child, really, more than anything. Loved it. The dancing's fantastic. The, the soundtrack is great, and it's a, such a good point what you make. It's the fact that they, they go from, of its time, the late 50s, early 60s, to 80s music, and there's no fucks given. And even though it may have been, like you said, something to do with licensing and things like that and costing, it just works. It really works. So for me, Dave, it's got to go to the top. I, I can't send it anywhere else. It's got to go to Cloud City. And it's definitely an absolute classic. And I never, ever, ever get bored of watching it, Dave. So I can't slate it. I can't do anything. There's a couple of little bits of the story, but I don't give a fuck. It's got loads of stuff in. And I love movies like this. I'm so proud to say, Dave. I'm out now, Dave. I'm out and I'm proud. I love (laughs) chick flicks and I love these sort of movies. I do think, um, yeah, this is different, like say, than most of the movies that we've done. But yeah, I I can't really disagree with anything that you've said there. The the only thing is just how old Patrick Swayze is compared to how old Jennifer Grey's character is. You know, it's just... But I suppose if we were to mark movies down, 80s movies down for that... Uh, we'd be marking them all down, wouldn't we? It's it's the yeah. old thing of, you know, the older bloke and the younger girl. And I guess it just, it never really occurred to me that much before. Um, but it's just in recent years, it's like, oh yeah, fuck it, what's wrong that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, absolute sexy beast. Agree with you completely on Jennifer Grey. And just, again, just so charming in that role, you know, she plays it so well that, you know, she's getting frustrated when she's dancing, the old uh, hungry eyes when she's, when she's sort of dancing and practicing on the, uh, on the bridge and everything. She's getting really frustrated with herself. You know, I, I think, um, I, I just can't, I don't really have a bad word to say about it, I think. And I know like the likes of IMDb, it gives it a seven. And I suppose objectively you could say, yeah, is it the world's greatest movie? I don't know, but I can't mark it down for anything, Chris. I I just think if you want a slice of the 80s to go back, you know, to this is the sort of film you want. And like I say, by the time it finished... I was just on a massive high and it just felt really good, you know, and as we're heading into lockdown 2.0, I, I think I might fucking watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this, by the time this releases, we might be near the end of it, but uh, who knows? But Chris, I'm the same. It's got to be Cloud City. It's going to the top and... Fuck anyone who's too macho to admit it. Because you know what? I bet you all fucking love it. (laughs) You just might not admit it. (laughs) 
but no, absolutely brilliant, mate. So glad that we went back. You know, I'm just saying it was my choice and, you know, not a fucking shit show like you were picking last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one, Dave. I've already alluded to you about what movie we're going to be doing next on my pick. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, Dave, we did run a poll, didn't we, for next week's offering. And uh, I believe we have a comedy classic we're going to be reviewing. Oh, Chris, you know, Whoever won the poll, you know, it would have been a comedy classic. So we had Hot Shots, we had Naked Gun, we had Top Secret, you know, all of those I loved, you know, going from, I think Hot Shots was early 90s, I think that was 91, but the rest of them were were from the 80s. But winning, Chris, we had the classic 1980 Airplane. Stand by for the most extraordinary chain of events ever swept up into high adventure. Hey, Larry, where's the forklift? Forklift! It's over there with the baggage water. Airplane. Airplane is drama. Uh, this is Dr. Brody at the Mayo Clinic. There's a passenger on your Chicago flight 209 or a little girl named Lisa Davis en route to Minneapolis. She's scheduled for a heart transplant. I want you to make sure that she's kept in a reclined position and that a continuous watch is kept on her IV. Airplane is action. Airplane is romance. I love you, Elaine. I love you. Airplane is music. There is only one river. There is only one sea. Airplane is dancing. Never has the screen been so big. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. Peter Graves. You ever seen a grown man naked? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm an airline pilot. Leslie Nielsen. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. Lloyd Bridges. Johnny, what can you make out of this? This? Well, I can make a cap. Or a brooch. Or a pterodactyl. Could you um... Robert Stack. All right, Steve, let's face a few facts. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. Julie Haggerty. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Can you fly this plane and land it? Robert Hayes. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. Come down. Get a hold of yourself. Please, let me handle this. I've got to get out of here. Get in crash positions. 
the most incredible adventure the screen has ever created. He's coming right at us! The big news is... Airplane. Have I switched off or have you actually read out the uh, how people will get in contact with us? <laughs> no, Dave, you haven't. And I've not switched off from you this week, thankfully. So we're, we're in tune for a change. So if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter or Instagram at VHS Strikes Back, if you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. And as always, if you do like the show and you want to support us, guys, any help would be much appreciated uh, on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash VHS Strikes back and we have various tiers on there from a pound all the way up to going to las vegas with the mcfly and a big thanks today to our executive producers dave so we've got the wonderful mr tony farina we've got brent from the cinema chat podcast we have mr john hammond the legend the weekly update man with the vhs covers dave i say it every week by us i love his uh absolute dissecting of what we've said. He absolutely <laughs> cannot work on a Monday, John, for laughing. So I, I love that about John. And then finally, Dave, we have the Predator Minute guys as well, which we did a review on a couple of weeks ago. So big thanks to them and thanks to everyone who supported us. We really appreciate it. No, that's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, Chris. Now, I do have to say, after being thrown under the bus the last time, I'll have to say to you, Christian, what are you going to finish us off with this week? Dave, there's only one thing I can say to you. Nobody puts Dave in the corner. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we Wax on, wax off. One ring to go. All right. Ding, ding. Bust you up. Go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Yeah, maybe you're you're crazy. Crazy. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid guy. I'm a fool. 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 I'm a fool